everyone, welcome back to the You Matter podcast. I'm Ellie and before we get going with the episode, I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank all of you on behalf of Youngcoin support thus far. This past year has been a great motivation for us and we hope to give you more beneficial content in the future. Inshallah, you'll continue on this journey of discovery together with us. And for those of you who've not heard of Yum, Yum is a community built for young Muslims all around the world to connect, grow and be inspired to be better Muslims and a better version of yourself. We are a safe space that has no judgments regardless of your background or practices. So tune in and always remember, you matter. Today we have Adiba, an educator, and let's give her a warm welcome. Hi, welcome. Waalaikumsalam. Hi Adiba, would you like to introduce a little bit more about yourself? So I'm actually a secondary school educator. Um, I have also um, a very strong passion in volunteering. So I volunteer at uh, various organizations, um, some uh, Malay Muslim organizations, some at the grassroots level. Um, I've been doing this uh, for about 13 years already. Yeah, so most of my life I've spent volunteering. And I really uh, believe that it's something that teaches you a lot about yourself. Yeah, so I hope uh, that you've got inspired uh, to do that too or fill up that time with volunteering too. <laughs> Wow, yeah. Wow, I'm so... You've been doing it for 13 years? Yes, 13 years and counting. Wow, that's... Wow, that's mashallah. Oh my god, okay. I kind of miss volunteering as well. (laughs) I shall start to... You can do it. (laughs) Yes, yes, I shall. (laughs) So, what's the matter we'll be discussing for today? So, today we'll be discussing about shaping lives. As an educator, have you experienced change amongst your students? Um, yes, I have. Um, I feel like the in terms of um, the word change in itself actually can be quite uh, what would I, what would I could describe it? It's like it's, it's actually quite a big word, right? To measure change, uh, uh, I've seen uh, different levels of change, uh, various types of changes. Uh, and sometimes it can be changed for good and sometimes it can be changed for bad, for bad actually. Um, in terms of like the number of times when um, I had to come in to support students in making those changes, uh, it's been quite an interesting uh, journey, I would say. Um, just to share a few things that I've seen my students go through in terms of changes, like life changes. Um, uh, I won't go into specific details, but the, the things that they have had to de- deal with, uh, like deaths in their family, migrate, migrating to another country, um, something, I mean, other things that are more like less heavy, I guess, would be like changing classes or even changing CCAs. Yeah, so those things also, um, do take a toll on some of students. Yeah, they do get affected. Yeah, and those are some of the changes that I've noticed for them. Um, in terms of uh, seeing how they handle the change, uh, I think one thing that I've learned through observing them um, and supporting them is actually being very patient with them. Yeah. So that's just one thing that I'm constantly reminded about. Uh, to not rush the process of change. Um, that it's okay for you to be unsure when faced with all these big changes in your life. Um, it's okay to feel a bit scared. Um, and at the end of the day, the most important thing is really to seek help. Yeah. 
and to always remember that there are people around you that want to help you. Yeah. Um, and of course, um, to be patient with yourself while going through that change. Yeah. I think that's something that um, I try to share with my students. Yeah. That it's okay for you to make mistakes in that process of changing. Yeah. Um, I, I actually can't say specific examples, actually, if um, that's okay, Ali. <laughs> no, it's fine, more, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's more for, like, confidentiality purposes. Yeah, I can't say specific things. Yeah, but, yeah, the things that I've seen my students go through, for some of them, yeah. I mean, it's just basically very big, life-changing um, moments in their life, you know. And, like, sometimes, especially when they're quite young, um, and, you know, certain things that stereotypically you would think only, like, adults have to go through this, you know, like, uh, basically, um, taking up the role of the adult in the family, you know, making decisions for the family, even though you are still a child, um, what else, supporting your family, yeah, so these kind of things that, um, I would say that they're, they're, they're very big changes for somebody who still, yeah, it's basically still grappling with being a teenager, you know. Yeah, because I, I, I deal with uh, secondary school students. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much, Aliba, for sharing on how how um how you have experienced these change amongst your students. So, um, not really uh giving too much information, but has there been a point where this change that you've seen, or I would call it a difference, you see in your students changed you personally like or made a difference to your life personally i think for me um that's just uh try, uh, just recalling everything like, that i've gone through as an educator and uh, the, the different kinds of issues i've had to deal with uh, to support my students with um i think one thing one thing that i feel actually beyond just any secondary school kid even adults you know or just people in general um, it's the whole idea of um, emotional management. Yeah, like me realizing the, the importance of it. Yeah, and that, that I feel like I, I wasn't so attuned to that before. Like how really, uh, if you know how to manage your emotions, you can actually master yourself in a sense. For me, for me like that's how, I mean, that's what I see based on my experiences. Um, like I've seen how... Uh, people who, I mean, my students specific, specifically, uh, and they know how to manage their anxiety better, when they know how to manage their stress, when they know how to manage their anger, uh, it really um, changes their whole life, you know, in terms of their perspectives on um, the, the, uh, how they deal with issues in their life, or even in terms of how they react to people. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that I wasn't so uh, cognizant of before. I didn't realize how, if you know how to manage your emotions and the self, you can achieve so much. You know, you can set goals for yourself. You you become more confident in uh, facing hurdles or obstacles in life. You know, in facing failure. You know, I've I've seen students who once when once they manage, you know, their emotions better, somehow they like nothing phases them. You know, failure or success, it's just a stepping stone, and they. To just get so motivated to pursue more things after that. Yeah. And some of these students have very, very difficult backgrounds, you know. So 
when I when I see that that growth in them, you know how mature they are in handling all this. It's so, it's really it's really much more like it's just so so impressive. Like how at that age with the pressures that they're facing at home, um, and with schoolwork and everything, they still rise above it all. Yeah. And I, I see it's, the, I mean, based on what I observe, it's really because of how they manage their emotions. Yeah. It's not it's not so much about keeping it in, though, Ellie. It's not about, like, suppressing. But it's more about channeling it the right way. Um, feeling the emotions, knowing who to seek help from. Yeah. And then from there, realizing that um, at the end of the day, you know, um, you it's, it's your life and you 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 can pull, pull this through. Uh, if you focus on what you can control versus trying to control everything else, you know, that happens to you. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, and I also feel like right now also with the whole idea of, I mean, people have talked about like this whole idea of like toxic positivity and all that. Yeah. But personally, I see the, the value in like how we must have a balance of both, right? It's not to say that we can't be positive, but it's learning how to have that balance and management of emotions. Yeah, where you you know when to be positive, you know when you must feel your sad emotions and like the stresses and then let it go, you know? Yeah. Like I've noticed especially uh, because I teach um all, almost all levels. Um you do see like when you're in when the when the students come in in secondary one and they don't know how to express themselves, they get so frustrated or they get stressed so easily. And then you realize it's really because they just don't have the vocabulary to know what they're actually feeling, you know. Is this anger? Is this sadness? Is it confusion, you know? Yeah. And like, um, so I, I try to support them in making sense of their emotions, you know. Like when this happened to you, what did you feel actually? What did you want to do? Uh, what do you, uh, what should you do instead, you know? So th- things like that, you know, talk them through their emotions, uh, basically, it's just helping them go through that thought process, you know. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it made me realize, especially for myself, the changes. Yeah, realizing how important it is to do this. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I must confess that <laughs> it did make me reflect on my relationships with other people a lot more too. I become more aware of how I respond to people. And I will ask myself, I will really pause because that's what I do with my students. I will tell them like, okay, pause right now. So when you thought of this, what what um, what did you actually feel? Or what did you actually mean when you thought of this, you know? Or when you did this, what went through your mind? What, how did you feel? And um, like for some students, I actually even get them to uh, share in terms of even like, where is the pain, you know? Like if you're feeling pain, can you show me where? Is it in your head? Is, is it on your head? Is it on your, in your chest, you know? Or is it like on your hands? Yeah. So processes are like that. Like I felt uh, I wasn't so aware of before. Yeah. But like, especially like I guess when you deal, when you deal with um, students and like with people who are, I mean, teenagers and everything. Yeah, you learn from this and you yourself become reflective of your own states. Yeah. So I, when I interact with people and like, um, yeah, when I um, encounter anything at all like in life, actually, <laughs> I reflect on it like, I'm like, oh, why did I feel this way? Why did I have this thought in my mind? Where's the pain for me when these things happen, you know? Yeah. So it's really reflecting about everything that, um, basically, your, your reactions, like your immediate reactions, you know? 
like the first thing that crosses your mind or the first thing that you want to do when something happens to you, uh, to pause and to think about why do you feel that way actually? And yeah, why why is it like that? And what what else can I do instead? Yeah. So that's, I, f- I feel that's the, the main change. Yeah. And I think, um, also the other, the other thing is what I mentioned earlier about patience, right? I've, I've learned to become more patient with myself also. Because <laughs> I know I felt, I felt growing up, I did feel like I had to rush certain things, you know. Um, I had to achieve certain things by a certain age, you know, so on and so forth, you know. I think it doesn't help so much that like, um, I do feel being in Singapore sometimes, you do feel the rush, you know, to achieve all these things. Uh, to achieve all those milestones in life, you know. Yeah, and if like, if you don't, you do feel like you're less in a sense. I mean, I, I feel like that's a general pressure that most, I guess, most Singaporeans face, right? I mean, it could, do, it could be to do with like a job, you know, like career milestones, you know. Uh, it could be to do with your personal life, you know, like getting married, having kids, so on and so forth, right? Yeah. But I guess like, through these experiences with my students, you know, reminding them to be patient, I, of course, have to make sure I practice what I preach, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I remind myself to be patient with myself too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think more often than not, I think even from, I speak for myself, when I was back in secondary school, there are things you just can't comprehend at such a young age. Like, like the main question I think a majority of youths um, have is, why is this happening to me? Why am I feeling why am I feeling mm. these weird things that I'm not supposed to be yep, feeling yep. at this age? Trust me, I've gone through that myself. Mm-hmm. And um managing emotions, I have to say, is one of the biggest aspects towards um being a better version of yourself and 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 then, and then after that, soon after helping others try and figure out what they're going through as well. Because um one thing I believe is that experience um doesn't matter from where or advice doesn't matter from where can help you in your own life journey um and now what you mentioned about patience and and seeing and reflecting on your own life especially after going through and teaching these um youths out there it's it's a point that everyone can take doesn't matter if you're a youth or if you're an adult everybody can take a point um of reflecting on themselves if there were come there come a time where something was just thrown at you and you don't understand why, you know, like reflect on it. Um, so I really agree. And I think it's a really good point that you brought up. So um, lastly, I wanted to ask you this kind of really abstract and vague question. Um, what is a word that you would describe um, relating to feelings and um feelings and change like what's a word that you tie these two together a word feelings and change oh yes it's quite abstract oh let me think can i paint a picture instead (laughs) paint a picture go for it Because I'm, 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 I don't know why, but I've always been so fascinated with like um, constellations, galaxies, you know. Yeah. So like for me, I feel like when it comes to feelings and change, right? Like I imagine like I'm like in the middle of like this vast like um, field 
and when I look up, I can see all of these like stars. Um, uh, and you can see the moon in the distance. You know, it's a clear sky. It's only the stars and the moon. Yeah, and I'm all alone. Yeah. But somehow, even though it's dark, I still feel very comforted because there's the stars there and there's the moon comforting me. Yeah, and it's it's really like um, filled with stars, you know. So you see so many different kinds of stars there. Um, you might from time to time see a shooting star. Yeah, and I feel like that that paints my the the whole idea of change for me. Like it's it's scary because you know it's dark sometimes. You know it's at night. Uh, you have nobody around you. You know you're not sure, but somehow there are there's the light there guiding you. Yeah, of course. Like for me, I'm. I also strongly believe, you know, that like Allah guides you to where you're meant to be, uh, even though you don't understand it. You know, because sometimes when you look up at the sky, you have no idea what's up there. You know, you don't even know the names of the stars, right? <laughs> All that kind of things. But you know that there's there is it's like you know it's guiding you to where you need to be. Yeah. So I think that's something that um, comes about when you go through change. You know, it's a lot of fear of, of uncertainty. Right, but like if you have a strong faith and know that Allah brings you to where you're supposed to be, you know, then Allah will be there to guide you. Yeah, um, inshallah, you'll be fine. Yeah, so I think that does help also when it comes to dealing with your emotions while going through changes. Yeah, sometimes words can't describe it. So thank you so much for painting your picture of the sky to me and to everybody who's going to be listening. Um, yeah, I think. I think a lot of us seek comfort in the sky as well because the sky is just, I don't know how I see the sky, is it's full of endless possibilities. Like you don't know where it ends, you know. Mm. Um, so when you have the stars and the moon, like what you're saying, it's it's comforting to know that they're there and that uh, Allah is always there and that Allah um, brings you to where you are supposed to be. Yeah, I, I mean, another thing as well, um... I've always been so fascinated with the moon also. And then like ever since uh, I, I started attending classes and um, I've, I've heard of the hadith about the Prophet Wasallam representing, I mean, his face is so bright as the moon. Uh, really ever since then, like, ever since learning about the hadith in class, every time I look at the moon, I just feel so confident, you know. Yeah, because it's, it's just by looking at the moon itself, you know, you feel so calm. You know, so, and you know that that's the exact same moon that was around when the Prophet Wasallam, you know, was alive. So, you know, you're looking at the very same moon and he, Wasallam, used to look at that same moon, you know. And if that moon already gives you such feeling of peace, you know, and comfort. Yeah, so just knowing that, inshallah, you know, um, one day if you get to see Rasulullah yeah, it will be even more magical. <laughs> yeah. That's something else that comforts me. Mm. And the, I would say, ironic thing or like the beauty of it is that no matter how hard you try and capture a picture of the moon, be it with your phone, mm. unless like you have a really, really good DSLR or something, you never get to see the entirety of the moon. Like you don't get to see the, the cracks. You don't get to see the little holes in the moon, you know? Like whoever's walking on the earth right now who sees it, sees it. But like if you... I mean, I like to take pictures of the sky and the moon, but then I realize when I look at the moon, I don't actually see what I'm seeing through my eyes. Oh, yes, actually, that's such a beautiful thing in itself, right? Like, 
you can only really capture it with your eyes actually I mean if you, yeah. yeah yeah but if you're there in the moment looking at the moon then you would know how beautiful the moon is like in other words like images or pictures of the moon or like people in general they don't justify how beautiful a person or a thing is yes so yeah I just when you spoke about the sky that's what I thought of so um yeah yeah that's just nice so thanks for sharing that like I never thought of it that way it's like yeah that's so beautiful that you can only really appreciate the beauty with your own eyes actually oh so much love. then it's so it's super it's so personalized and so unique to you you know like the beauty that you've experienced Wow, okay. <laughs> Mind blown a bit there. Right. I always, uh, like, I mean, in general, like, if, if I I have a, I think about a thousand different pictures of moons, but then every single time I look at it, I'm like, that's not the moon that I'm looking at. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, I don't know how we got to moons, but it's so, I just find it so, <laughs> like, you're fascinated by the sky, right? I'm fascinated, with, and, the, and he's fascinated about the sky and the moon, and I'm fascinated about how we can capture the beauty of the moon only using our eyes itself without like, mm. you know, using a camera or something because it really doesn't compare. Like the images don't compare or like people don't compare to what, you know, like on an image versus if you know the person, it's very different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you so much for painting that picture and then we got into a little bit of a moon situation. But I absolutely love the moon. If anybody ever feel stressed or needs comfort like what Adiwa mentioned that uh, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he, he, he shines like the moon so if you need comfort just look up to the moon and you never know it's the one thing that you keep going back to all the time so before we end I would love to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on the New Method Podcast um, thank you so much for sharing with me about shaping of life shaping um or how I would say shaping of lives works in two different ways. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No worries. So I guess that's all we wanted to share with you today on this episode of the You Matter podcast. I hope it benefited you and me. You share this with your friends as well. Do drop us a DM if you'd like to share similar experiences or let us know what you'd like to hear about in the future. Do make sure to give us a follow and turn on the notifications button to be notified on our next episode. I'm Ellie and I'll see you guys again for the next episode. Bye!